Cups and Cakes is a proud media partner of the Sled Island Music Festival in Calgary, Alberta. Sled Island will be taking place this year from June 20th to the 24th at various locations in the downtown core. And the act you are about to hear me interview is playing Sled. Make sure you get out and see Misha and the Spanks at Sled Island. They are an amazing live band, one that you will not want to miss. Get down to Calgary this June for an amazing time at this incredible incredible festival. Tickets available now at sledisland.com. Welcome to Cups and Cakes presents Inside the Artist Studio. The interview you're about to hear was originally recorded April 14th, 2018. To find out more about Cups and Cakes, visit them at cupsandcakespod.com. That's cups, the letter N, cakespod.com. What you're about to hear may contain filthy language and adult content. Listener discretion is advised. Welcome to Inside the Artist Studio. I'm your host, Jeff McCallum. Misha and the Spanks play fist-pumping rock and roll. This Calgary duo's new album, Girls, 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 was produced by famed Buzzcocks drummer Daniel Ferrant and is the first to feature Sean Hamilton on the kit. Known as Road Warriors, Misha and the Spanks have paid their dues touring the country on numerous occasions. Taking some time from their current road trip supporting their new album, I'm pleased to be joined by Misha Louis and Sean Hamilton. Welcome to Cups and Cakes. Hey, thanks for having us. So, how's the tour been going so far? The worst. <laughs> it's been <laughs> awesome. It's been pretty good. We've hit like every snowstorm in Canada, so that's been a big thing that we've been dealing with. But for the most part, uh, we're playing to a lot of audiences that are people coming specifically to see us, less like walk-up crowds from our oh, last yeah. couple of tours. So that's feeling really good. So we're having a really good time with that. We're on a bit of a break right now, just doing our Alberta weekends while we kind of check in at home. Yeah. And then we're going west again on Wednesday. Nice. Yeah. So is it kind of feeling like all the touring that you've been doing starting to pay off with people actually knowing who you are when you roll through town? Yeah, totally. And especially, like, we took a pretty big break on going east before we went out just last spring and so it felt like we were rebuilding that and it's felt like that moved a lot faster than I thought it was going to so that's been really nice nice so I'm very very curious about how you managed to get Buzzcocks drummer Daniel Ferrant to produce your album I met Danny um, at Sled Island in 2011. I was stealing beer backstage, I guess from the Buzzcocks bin. What? (laughs) You're stealing beer backstage? Yeah, from the Buzzcocks (laughs) bin of beer. And and this little little guy came up to me and was like, "Uh, excuse me, I'm not going to do an accent. (laughs) Hello, I'm Daniel (laughs) Ferris. Is that your beer? Something like that. And um, I was like, oh, sorry. And just kind of like, like oh you gonna watch my band and I was like yeah and then I didn't really I just went up to the crowd and was kind of hanging out and he found me and was like okay come on you probably know where all the parties are and I was like okay and we just became buds really fast yeah. and I kind of was a tour guide around Calgary and when he went home I got an email from him asking me to do some vocals on some stuff that he was writing with Paul Rawson who's the other producer mm-hmm. and they just write and record music for film and TV okay. and they hire people out to perform it so I started doing vocal work for him shortly after that Sled Island until 
we until we recorded Stranger EP with him in 2016. So it was a good five years before I asked, "Do you want to make a record?" Yeah. And he, they were both really stoked because we'd had such a good working relationship so far. Misha was uh, looking through the YouTube comments of the songs that she would record for TV shows because it was like what <laughs> was on, True Blood. On, it was in uh, Vampire Diaries. Vampire Diaries, and so Vampire Diaries super fans were like, "Who is this? This song is amazing. I love this." And we don't sound anything like that, except the voice like is the same. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's awesome. Uh, you credited Daniel Farron and his partner, Paul Ronson, for a lot of how this album turned out. How did having them on board change your writing and recording tendencies? I think they really sharpened things up. Like, everything is a lot more polished. These are some of the best songs we've written, and I think I think collaborating works really well for that. I've been typically very much just me, mm-hmm. and I think you need to check yourself when you're writing. And yeah. I can notice a huge difference from previous albums to this one just because... I opened the doors to some other ideas and some other suggestions. So that was a big part of it for me. Yeah, they were really, uh, (laughs) there was a lot of challenging. And, and, you know, a lot of it too was like sort of watching how, uh, how we went through it all. If you wanted something, you really had to fight for it. Yeah. Um, If you thought it had to be there, you had to like prove that it had to be there. And for that reason, it, you know, like everything that's on there, you're like, yeah. That was a good call. Like every <laughs> everything was discussed, and it's the first time for me that I've ever had a um, a drummer be the producer because yeah. he's a really good drummer, and and just all these weird things you think of in recording. Like uh, I, I'm sure everyone listening is like, oh yeah, really exciting to hear about how how you drum. But, <laughs> but like you know, recording like something that you know probably a live drummer like myself doesn't think about is you only hit one cymbal at a time to give it clarity. You're not hitting both of your crashes, and so we're rewriting the parts to only hit one thing at a time. And yeah. you know, it's uh, we got to do some songs where there's like double drum tracking. So I, I play to myself in a totally different kit and it just like is uh, it was a wild experience to have somebody like rip apart every, like every beat, every chord, everything we did was yeah. like we had to decide that's what we're doing. Yeah. So it was an intricate album. Yeah, it Very was. Cool. Yeah. Uh, I wanted to ask you about the title of the record. Um, I think you've been asked this a bunch, but being that you're very much about empowering women, it seems strange to me that you'd borrow an album name from a band that were notoriously <laughs> terrible to ladies. Yeah, that wasn't intentional. I wasn't thinking about Molly Crew when I went on that. Yeah. I started it as just like a, a joke with my old drummer, Amelia, when okay. we were two, two girls playing music. And so we were just hashtagging girls, girls, girls on everything that we did band-wise and decided that we'd make an album called that. Then she moved to Victoria before we ever wrote that album. We had written Summer Love and Come Undone. Come Undone's totally rewritten now, but we had we had those two songs ready. And she moved, Sean joined, and I'd been doing it for so long, I wanted to keep the, the idea still going. Yeah. And it wasn't until we were getting it ready to release it that I found out Motley Crue was re-releasing it the same like year. <laughs> I was like, oh, man. <laughs> so like it wasn't intentional, but I like to think that this is a nice contrast to it. Yeah. Fair enough. <laughs> I think it was also an Elvis record. Yeah, it was an Elvis out. record too. Girls, girls, girls. We found really? it. Yeah. In uh, Halifax, the boys from Sam Coffee and the Iron Lungs like handed it over to me while we were all shopping together. 
yeah. I was like, oh, Super perfect. Cool. Let's, I mean, let's girls, make that girls, the girls, something that's been said for a long time. Motley Crue borrowed it and made it gross. Yeah. But it was always kind of playful and fun yeah. every other time. Well, it's nice to take it back and make it not gross. Yeah. <laughs> Less gross. <laughs> You've been slugging it out as a rare female rock and roll act for a long time now. How far has the Canadian music scene come in terms of gender inclusiveness and how much more progress is needed before you're satisfied? It's come a long way for sure. Um, my earlier days touring Canada, uh, I was there was hardly ever another girl on the bill for one thing. Hardly ever girl sound tech, promoter, anything. It was definitely a big boys club. So when yeah. it happened, it was so rare and so awesome. That felt really good when it did, but it was like weird. Like it should have been happening more. And now when we're on tour, like there's ton- there's women everywhere. And yeah. that's so cool. It's so rad. Uh, I think everything has gotten really inclusive. Of course, there's still more, you know, like right now I feel like we're at a point where we have to push forward because it's not level yet, but eventually it just will be and then it will go down. So right now I feel like women forward is overpowering guys. Like now there's more of a like, oh, I don't want to see four white guys playing a band. Yeah. doesn't mean that band's not any good, but there's just this like, <laughs> you have to, you have to shift the scales a bit before it levels out. And so I think we're in the middle of that, and I would I would think that we're not that far from then it just being normalized. Cool. If I may say something. Say something. Yeah. <laughs> uh, I was thinking about this a lot actually since I got home. I was talking with some people about what we talked. We talked about you know punk rock and growing up, and I was reminiscing about you know how you punk rock saved my life and how I was like you know the government and uh, corporations and I had it was this it was a clear thing to fight for and we were talking about how um, those things aren't very clear because government and corporations I think got better and better at uh, making themselves seem like wonderful huggable people and, and entities and I was like what is the punk rock in music and then it was like oh that's so obvious it's it's equality in music yeah like punk rock like where it used to be like screw the man he's holding you down now the the battle of punk rock and what the the mentality of it i should say because it's not always punk rock music that's making it it's all kinds of music just the punk rock ethos but the ethos is is equality and having every voice heard in music and in art and in society so it's like it's just something i've been thinking about the last couple weeks of like where did the punk rock go oh no it's just changed yeah it's just it's a cool new battle and everyone needs to be fighting in it yeah man things evolve yeah Mm -hmm. so misha your music is an inspiration to young women across the country but you do a lot more than just play can you tell us about girls rock camp in calgary yeah um we run a weekly camp or sorry it runs for one week every year yeah um usually in august and uh, we're kind of like a smaller group of local musician, women in music who run it. So we can only take like 15 girls, which is kind of sucky, but we only have, it takes us all year to plan this one week, I feel like. Yeah. And so we take these girls, we put them in bands. There's an element of instrument instruction, uh, making merch, working together. 
uh, writing songs, learning covers, we record, we go on the radio, we have a showcase. Like, it's all this stuff. And it's only, like, five days, including the showcase. So it's wow. it's so crazy. It's That's so tight. And they all do it. Like, they all do so good. It's nuts. It's inspiring to me because then I'm like, I think I've got a deadline. Like, these kids have a deadline. Like, holy smokes. <laughs> I'd like to see you uh, record, write a song, record it, perform it on, on the radio, then perform it at a bar while making merch and learning how to do your own sound. <laughs> Like, like I, like I've done university courses that are easier than that over four years. Like, it's unbelievable. It's nuts. It's nuts. And it's it's so cool though. It's so rewarding. The biggest thing about it is is building confidence yeah. and like getting girls comfortable to pursue whatever weird thing they want. And you know, sometimes they find out they're not really a musician or they're not really a performer. They just yeah. want to write songs. Or you know what? They want to know how to do live sound. You know, yeah. things just. They, it just kind of opens these doors to them that aren't obviously presented to them otherwise. Yeah. Normally, like, you know, you sing, girls sing, or play bass or something, right? And so it's like, here's all these other things you can do as well if yeah. you know that you love music. Cool. How can uh, anyone out there interested in Girls Rock Camp find it? Uh, on Facebook, our page is Girls Rock Camp Calgary. Sweet. All right. I have one last question before we jump into the rapid fire. The rest of 2018, what's going on? We've got... Uh, so much. This the year? Yeah, we actually do. God, I just had like a meeting with one of my mentors from this music program I did, and I was like, oh yeah, the rest of the year, what is it? So we've got uh, the rest of this Western Canadian leg of our tour. Mm-hmm. We've got CMW. We've got the East Town Get Down Festival at the end of May in Calgary. We've got Vantopia. We've got... Helio City yeah. in Medicine Hat. We've got uh, an awesome festival that we're not allowed to say we're playing yet. Oh, the announcement will have happened. Oh, great. Yeah. Sled Island. <laughs> <laughs> We've got Girls Rock Camp. I think July is our only chill time. We've got Girls Rock Camp. And then I'm getting married. Sean's my best man, so that takes oh. up some of his time, too. Congratulations. Then I've got a honeymoon. Then Sean can do whatever he wants. Sean's I got need to spend time free. with my girlfriend <laughs> at some point. Um, and then in October, we've got Breakout West, um, Halifax Pop Explosion, and then Europe UK for November. Okay, so you really are doing it all. We are really doing everything. <laughs> uh, I play in another band called JSM. We played last night, and, and Darren, the singer, asked me, he's like, all right, so, uh, hey, do you want to play a show on Christmas Eve? And I was like, oh, perfect. That's as far as I've booked with Misha. So, yeah, I can actually probably book that show with you right now. Uh, Christmas the, Eve. Yeah, I know. I was like, why? He's what about like, your mom? I, she'll be sad. <laughs> uh, J- I'll be at the ship. I'll be great. <laughs> JSM, for those out, out there that don't know, Julius Sumner Milner. Su- Summer Milner. Sumner Miller. Thank you. It's, <laughs> why is that our name? <laughs> I don't know. That's a person, right? Yes, it's, yeah. a, it's a famous, well, not, obviously not that famous. Uh, he's like <laughs> the crazy professor in an old TV show called House of uh, Frightenstein, Dr. Frightenstein. Oh, I didn't know that. It's like a variety show where one guy played all the spooky characters, and then there's <laughs> one scientist is the only other guy on it, and he's like a crazy scientist. <laughs> <laughs> awesome. There's a story there somewhere. All right. Okay, well, that was it. Was there anything else you wanted to cover that I didn't cover? I don't think so. That's like our whole year. Nice. <laughs> <laughs> That's nice. I like thinking about it. <laughs> 
All right, well, let's get into the rapid fire. We'll start with an easy one, but is usually I've never done this before. Usually the hardest for everyone, actually. What album sparked your love of music? Uh, born I was about to say, Springsteen. Springsteen for you too, Sean? Yeah. Or did you just know that was mine? That was yours too? It's, it's ours because it was my dad. My dad would play. That it. was my dad too. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it was. Uh, I think. It, yeah. No, let's leave it at that one. Right on. What's your current musical obsession? Cardi B. Oh God, I'm like I'm forced <laughs> to listen to Cardi B a lot because that's what Dion listens to. Um, what the hell am I listening to so much right now? Oh, Sheer Mag. I can't stop listening to Sheer Mag. Nice. Oh, Dirty No. I just listened to them again. Yeah, you already said Cardi B. That's oh, Cardi B. Burgers or pizza? pizza? Pizza. How do you take your coffee? Black. One and one. Best movie you've seen recently? Thor. Star Wars. Oh, nice. Alcohol or marijuana? Alcohol. Alcohol. What's your drink of choice? Jameson. Uh, nice craft beer. Sorry for serving you, Lucky. <laughs> I, thought Lucky is, I thought Lucky was your favorite. Lucky's my like heart of hearts. Like Lucky will never die. It's like your family. You just have to love them. Yeah. Yeah. I'm a expensive Scotch, cheap beer kind of guy. I like your so combo. I, I should have offered you some some nice whiskey. I'll, we can have a we can have a whiskey after. <laughs> this is the best podcast ever. <laughs> <laughs> What's the best thing to happen to you on stage? Catching a stick that bounced off a cymbal and I thought was gone and then it flew back into my hand and I kept playing. Uh, catching people singing along up front. Nice. Oh, that was more like, I see what you're saying. That was a moment. What's well, a moment? That's a moment. That's perfect. But I look at it and I'm like, oh, they're singing too. It's, it's a moment. It happens a lot though. It's like, I'm always oh, so busy. Moment. It's not like a lot of moments. It's so like automatic. Yeah, so when I catch true. that, it's like, that's a moment. Okay. Sean. Misha. <laughs> <laughs> What's the worst? Oh, like I was not a string breaking, but like in my new V, I had to like dig in the nut so that my strings would fit properly because the string will just like flop right out. That was the worst. That show at Commonwealth. Yep. Oh, I hated that. Uh, it'll be when it's like my Moe string when I borrow drum kits, which happens a lot. Uh, the drum stool falling out and I end up sitting pretty much on the floor like a little baby trying to play up and still keep like our songs are very frantic frenetic I should say and it is I look like a tool and it happens <laughs> twice a year how many pets do you have and what are their names zero zero but we're gonna get a dog oh, i'm gonna have so many i'm gonna own a little farm someday and there's gonna be horses and there's gonna be pigs i'm gonna have pigs a llama there'll be dogs oh. <laughs> are you gonna eat the pigs though they're not really pets i'm fine with them. eventually eating the pig That's but i'll like love it until then. well i mean it's like your children eventually consume everything that you made in the world <laughs> so it's like metaphorically it's about the same <laughs> Jeez, you're like, you're like Jim Brain right now. You're on. <laughs> anyway, short answer: we want dogs. <laughs> What's the strangest job you've ever had? <laughs> Quiznos. Oh, Quiznos! Really? I worked. I was like, uh, what are they called? They're like this organic food delivery spud. I went to see, like, to an interview, and they're like, "Oh, why don't you just like." do a shift here and I was like oh I'm hired on the spot but I wasn't they like just got me to do like a day's work that I wasn't planning on doing 
moving veggies around and then they're like yeah we'll call you and let you know if we're gonna hire you and i was like i had other stuff to do today like, i didn't have to do this i thought i was doing because i got a job that was a, i hated that i feel like that's illegal i feel like they owe you money well they paid me oh okay but it was like i didn't like i didn't know that i had yeah i, I had the job or not like it was they tricked me I, I wouldn't have worked there unless i knew i was keeping that job down with spud yeah spud what was your favorite childhood toy I had a lot of My Little Ponies. I, I, it's not interesting. It's be a hockey stick. Because, <laughs> I mean, but you could use a hockey stick for so many things. A lot of sword fighting, a lot of chasing my little sister around with it. Could be a rifle. Rifle, cleaning the gutters when your parents don't ask you to clean the gutters and then snapping said gutters off of the house. <laughs> uh, yeah, hockey stick. <laughs> if you could open for any artist on the planet, who would it be? Hot Snakes. Cardi B. I did open for Hot Snakes once, but I want to do it again soon. <laughs> I serious answer against me. Oh yeah, that's yeah. A good one. I've been. I Laura Jane Grace is, I think, one of the reasons I play music and continue to play music and, and realize like the world is a much more interesting and complicated place. And heck, it would be amazing to open for against me. Yeah, it would. Like our Mobina Galore buds. Mm-hmm. I have interviewed them. Ah, oh, yeah. Yeah, they were on the show once. <laughs> Uh, and we talked a lot about that tour. Uh, I bet. <laughs> I bet they, if you go to their house, we always stay there in Winnipeg. And if you go to their house, there's lots of against me stuff on the walls. Yeah. It's all signed and stuff like that. No. Sweet. Yeah. <laughs> Who's your favorite superhero? Batman. Um, like the X-Men, probably Domino. has always been kind of my favorite. I also like Psylocke. Yeah. But are you out? DC universe like Marvel I feel like we really could I could go on for a while yeah. like X-Men if Gambit you, if you really want to nerd out on it you could go forever yeah, but I, yeah. I'm talking about everything yeah uh, yeah I think I'll go Domino I, I have just, to like really, this is a hard one for a, for a fast answer yeah hey. <laughs> I just like the concept of Batman because he doesn't have a superpower but oh, it shows Wolverine, that money sorry, is Wolverine. a superpower oh yeah you love Wolverine, Wolverine yeah. duh. I'll let you have thinking. that one yeah. Northern Lumberjack and Alberton yeah he's he's your guy Beatles or the Stones Stones yeah Stones what was your first car I've never had one <laughs> <laughs> I just want to drive <laughs> How have you toured this country so many times? Got a lot you're of, you're looking at him. Yeah. <laughs> this, you're this new guy. though. No, a lot of yeah, a lot of really generous <laughs> drummers, driving drummers, <laughs> and fian fiancés. Now Dion's come to a lot of our out of town yes, stuff he has. lately, and he's a fantastic driver <laughs> on the radio for for Dion. He's a great driver. Uh, my first car was a 1994 uh, Jetta named Jenny. And uh, I used to be in a band that was called Jenny, and it was named after that Jetta. And it was a, well, I have like a drug dealing story about it, but uh, maybe I still want to have a sports team someday, so I won't tell it. But essentially, I had a car, and then I totaled that car, and it was a, one of the saddest days of my life. It happens. Jenny. Rest I in didn't peace. know that. That's why your band was named that. Yeah. I always wondered. Everyone thought it was a girl. I was like, Pfft. It's a car. <laughs> <laughs> What's the best Canadian city to play? Halifax. Yeah. I was thinking, like, oh, Charlottetown is really cool. We had such a good show in Winnipeg. We did, This yeah. time, the peg was killer. Um, but there's something super weird and special about Halifax. Nice. What's the worst? 
maybe Fredericton. Yeah. I hope no one's listening from Fredericton. <laughs> no, yeah, we hit, when we played Fredericton, we hit uh, the biggest snowstorm. Like, the government buildings didn't, like, people didn't come into work. Schools were closing. And we played, <laughs> I don't even think, we played to the staff and the other bands. There was literally not a person that came into this little coffee shop. It was, it was tough. Yeah. We, we haven't had a good show there yet. No. He's trying. See you, Fredericton. Maybe next time. I just want to keep playing Moncton in Halifax. That's Let's go back and forth. What's the weirdest request you've ever had from a fan? Well, you know, he asks for too many weird things. Like a lot of photos, sign stuff. What was the weirdest thing you ever had to sign? Nothing, nothing weird, really. All right. I've never had, like, a body part or anything, Sean. I guess I've you had have. Some, I've had male and female body parts. Get out of town. I have, and I... Yeah, it was a weird... Did you do um, it? Yeah, because everyone's chanting and there's shots and people are like, ah, this is crazy. <laughs> like, all right, you hold it. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> what? <laughs> Stretch it out there, bud. Oh, my God. It's a little small. Maybe I'll just initial. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I think people are scared to ask me for weird stuff. Well, that's good. I think I'm, I'm intimidating. Like, hey, are you done with, like, that gum? Building a little Misha shrine at home (laughs) What's your biggest pet peeve? Oh I should have thought I kind of hate when people come to talk to me Right when we are like tearing Or the second we finish off stage Because there's like this five minutes Where your brain is just kind of nuts from performing And I'm not going to remember Anyone I meet in that time frame Or like be like with it for a conversation and so then it, it sucks when that happens and then someone is like we talked and you don't remember who they are and it's like I've got nothing in my brain for those five minutes after we like <laughs> the last chord so that's kind of pet peeve for me at shows um, reason, uh, mine, I'll try and make mine quick but it, it could be a long answer um, my pet peeve would be uh, sexism <laughs> that <I've laughs> that's, a good, that's a good one Sean <laughs> well and it's like I've grown my my whole life I've been playing with boys in bands and uh, you know you think you're a pretty awesome progressive open minded equal person uh, until you accompany a woman who is the other half of your band across the country and you just hear these like tiny like it's a lot of things that aren't like intentional and meant to be hurtful but just the like uh what people don't realize they're saying mm-hmm. and the comments about like like what people comment about with Misha it's like how she looks uh not how you know how's that song like yeah, you know it's like yeah. the, the compliments that I get are not the same compliments that she gets a lot of the time yeah and if I hear that we need a bass player that one, was actually one more gonna time. say the bass player thing I don't know why I spaced on that you're, like yeah. you're pretty good but you know you'd be a lot better with have the you bass thought player. about getting a bass player <laughs> no that's actually the biggest I've never pet seen a band before and I just threw this together and <laughs> this is my first rodeo <laughs> So all the bass players out there, <laughs> don't say it. Don't say it. <laughs> to their, to in their defense, it's usually a bass player that oh, yeah, says it, yeah, so yeah. it's they're fighting. So for maybe their it's job. kind of a compliment. Yeah, please yeah. yeah. Please, please come to be in your band. <laughs> no, you live in Fredericton. <laughs> <laughs> Give me one of your bucket list items. Touring Japan. Yeah, yeah, touring Japan, for sure. That's crazy. The last, you're the third in a row. <laughs> that said Japan. No way, really? Yeah. Third in a row that said Japan. Oh, that's so great. <laughs> What's the best mood setting album? 
Um, not of ours, like of somebody else's. Well, it can be one of yours if that's yeah, what sets you, the mood for you. Do you set the mood with your own record? <laughs> no. You know how people have told me that they banged girls like wolves? <laughs> I know I know so many of our friends. I know that they do it to my record. It's weird. That's that is bizarre. creepy. Yeah. Right? Oh. Like, why do, you, why do you want to tell me? Like, why do I need to know? Yeah, that's... Yeah. Uh, Ray Charles, uh, Modern Sounds in uh, Country Music, has been doing it for me lately. Nice. There you go. I would say Sam Cooke, Live in Harlem. I'm still trying to find a copy of it yeah, that's but it, that's the one favorite road trip album Ooh, uh, oh. Turbo Negro yeah. Apocalypse Dudes <laughs> there's only one yeah <laughs> <laughs> I, was, I was just like are you saying it or am I <laughs> there's only one <laughs> <laughs> if you could hang out with one of your musical idols would you yeah oh. yeah I think I would I'd be like shy and weird but I would enjoy yeah, it I still do. who would it be Bruce Springsteen. Laura Jane Grace. If you could fight, physically or verbally, any musician, who would it be? I don't want to fight anybody. Oh, there's got to be somebody. I'm just trying to think of people that deserve to be fought. Oh, not like a personal beef? No. Oh, I don't have personal beefs. I'm thinking of like somebody like nice and famous, like, uh, uh, like fighting Tommy Lee or something like that from Motley Crue. Uh, yeah, I'd probably like to kick his ass. Ugh, or I feel like, like those... he'd be tough. Black pussy D-bags. Oh, yeah. Yeah, crush them. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) All right. I got one last question. If you just found out you were the very last person on Earth, what's the first thing you would do? Oh, go to a go to a pinball arcade. Play all the games. No lines. I would drive over to West Ed. And I would just do the roller coasters and, oh my god, <laughs> uh, the, the wave pool by yourself. i just get so drunk and eat the little rest of the world's McDonald's in that wave pool and just float around for a while until I... Have like a floating uh, smorgasbord? Yes. You just grab that? <laughs> yes. <laughs> Right on. Well, that's all I got. Thank you guys so much for joining me. Thank you. Thank you. Yeah. <laughs> that was fun. <laughs> that was so <laughs> fun. fun. And uh, so we're going to leave people with one of the songs from your new album. Did you have one in particular you wanted us to play? Let's do Girls, Girls, Girls. Woo. Perfect. Yeah, I love that one. Here it is.
Cups and Cakes Presents is produced by Jeff McCallum. The featured track was played with permission from Misha and the Spanks. Undercurrents from Atlantis Jazz Ensemble's album Oceanic Suite is the background music throughout the entire episode. Oceanic Suite is available through Ottawa's Marlowe Records. Find out more at marlowrecords.com. Inside the Artist Studio is the second podcast from Cups and Cakes. To hear the original and learn more, go to cupsandcakespod.com. That's cups, the letter N, cakespod.com. Thank you.